it is said that people usually get what they deserve but there are many cases where they get what they ask for if you ask the wrong questions or settle for less nobody is going to come to you personally to fix your direction because they themselves are too busy optimizing their own life what you ask for is influenced by many things your childhood your upbringing how people around you live their own life how you see yourself all these things set benchmarks for you and if you grew up in a place that didn't have too many inspiring people you'd end up setting basic goals without striving for anything awesome moreover in this age of information there's abundance of free knowledge in such a massive stream of data it's extremely important that you learn how to ask the right questions how to search for the right things a while back my questions were really simple how do i get more marks how do i impress more people how do i get a job but now it's completely changed now it's about how do i improve my mind how do i improve my confidence how do i embrace style how do i network how do i manage my own time these are high level questions and the best part is that if you figure out these high level questions everything below them is solved automatically in this episode we'll be going through seven extremely powerful tips that can help you ask the right questions instead of getting caught up in things that usually don't matter in the long run so without wasting any further time let's get right into it this is ansh mehra and you are listening to episode 22 season 2 of take it easy Tip number 1 Do not shy from asking for more. A lot of people don't try to ask for more because they believe that that's the best that they can have. Your friends and people around you are not treating you with respect. Ah, it's okay, you know, they're just joking around. Your clothes are bad, you don't understand how to carry yourself. Ah, let it be, who cares? No one is noticing these things. You have a bad job where you don't feel inspired. Ah, dude, everyone hates their job. It's not like I'm special. No dude I'm telling you it's not okay to believe that you should stick with stuff that you do not like I don't know what you've been hearing from people around you but anything that bothers you has to be optimized people are living a really really good life in almost all their aspects it's just that you have been living in that bubble where people are being settling for less it's okay to you know start from a bad spot because there are sometimes situations where you just put in that spot but staying there forever is not okay at all once you start opening up once you start asking these questions once you start asking for better friends better comfort better life better products then you start noticing things then you start seeking better things this is step 1 because now that you know that you can have better the next step would be exploring how can i reach to that level of financial independence that i can afford that kind of freedom how i can change my life but you wouldn't jump to that step if you keep telling yourself that all the bad things that annoy you are just a part of your life they're not be grateful for whatever you have and whatever god has given you till now but if there's something bothering you don't accept it as fate sounds very cliched something that we all know but i know dozens of people who forget to remind themselves about this This is your reminder. Tip number 2. Invest in gifting before you seek advice. This is one heavily underrated advice and a lot of young people fall prey to this. I've always invested in gifts that people remember because gifting is the easiest way to show gratitude and do something that makes you stand out. People don't want to do it because they don't recognize the monetary returns on it. 
They settle with mediocre gifts or no gifts at all and expect their relationships to simply grow on their own. They will grow, of course they will. But if you want them to grow faster, invest in gifting. Gifting doesn't give tangible returns. It doesn't even need to be something extremely expensive. But it has to show intent. Passing on the intent, making them realize the intent, that gives you intangible returns. And intangible returns compound exponentially with time. And what are intangible returns, you know? Trust, loyalty, faith, perception. These are the things that I'm talking about. And these kind of returns cannot be erased easily. They are deep-rooted. But most people don't get it. They are only about money and bonuses and hard work and discounts. These are all perishable, tangible returns that do not take things to the next level. If you are able to hone your senses to a level where you become sensitive to these intangible returns, you'd completely change your life for the good. Tip number three, calculate transactions in terms of time and energy. Most people try to save a few bucks here and there without asking, is this even worth my time? The same happens in personal life too, not just in your career. At every point of conflict, you have to ask yourself a question, what price am I paying? In Not in terms of money or currency, but in terms of emotion, time, energy and capital. I have a priority list. On top are my emotions because they are extremely valuable to me. My mind is extremely valuable to me. Then comes my time. Then comes my energy. And then comes my capital. If something requires a lot of emotion and time, I really double check if the purpose is worth it. And I spend it only if I'm fully convinced about it. Otherwise, I swap it by giving capital. So if I don't want to waste my time, if I don't want to waste my emotions, I quickly buy the comfort of getting that solved very easily. But before this, I have a fixed price for my hourly time. And you can use your monthly salary as a yardstick and multiply it by 1.5 because you are slowly growing in. So if you had your salary started in January, now it's April. So you've obviously grown a little bit more if you've been working on yourself. So your hourly cost is probably more than what you're being paid for at the moment. So whatever that you're making, an hour in your workplace multiplied by 1.5. This would be your hourly value for your hourly time. And this is very low. Technically, this is super low because what you make as your salary is an interest of keeping your energy and your brain on loan. Your actual value is more, but let's not complicate these things. The point is that if your task at hand is going to take an hour of time, you have to ask yourself, is this task going to pay me more than what I'd make if I were working on myself? Let's assume your hourly rate is 50 coins. If the task at hand is not going to give you a return of more than 50 coins, just chuck it. Just absolutely chuck it. I chuck it even if it's like 48 coins. If you cannot ignore it, outsource it but no chance of spending your own precious time on it. Tip number four, be good at two to three things and outsource everything else. People try to do everything on their own because they don't want to pay someone else to do it faster. And I'll take very simple examples. I'm not even going to go into like complex career-based examples, but stuff like cleaning, cooking, repairing, fixing all kinds of things that doesn't really give us a massive ROI, but they're a part of day-to-day life. If you enjoy these things, great. I don't. So I outsource them. If I'm working on a project, if I want to include a lettering or some sounds or some VFX, I don't spend my precious time learning the craft from scratch or going to thousands of websites to find something for free. 
because I just don't want to do it anymore. I multiply those hours with my hourly rate and I realize that dude, it's simpler to simply pay a premium website. Now I simply outsource those things because I spend my time fully dedicated to two to three things that I do really well and I get paid from those two to three things. The money I make from there is then used to outsource everything I do not like. But if you spend your energy into 15 different things, you will never get paid on scale on any of them because you would not reach that level of expertise in any of them. So basically, when you pay someone money, it's a transaction of value, right? So it's better to give value in two to three professions, get massive ROI from there, use that money, which is a tangible form of value to outsource everything else. Now, it's really good to learn about financial wisdom, real estate, stock market, body fitness, nutrition, because all these things, they are essentials and you see a really huge upside, but you don't have to do everything else on your own. Tip number five, before asking, do your research. Do not blindly trust people, even if they're deemed experts. You have to leave all these biases that you have in your mind and understand that even the smartest of people can make mistakes. You have to learn the foundations of whatever that you're exploring because you don't want to outsource everything to a level where every single aspect of your life, every single decision of your life is fully dependent on other people. For example, let's keep these examples super simple. Hire a housekeeper, but also know how to clean your own room. Have a chef, but make sure how to cook basic stuff in case you're stuck alone. This goes beyond personal life as well. Understand and learn about finances from a really good premium course, but also hire a CA. Regularly read about food and nutrition, but also have a nutritionist. Use technology as much as you can to build your own skill sets. Understand the stock market, but still have friends as consultants. See, the point is that you cannot have utmost dependency on other people because you can actually learn the basics very easily from online courses. So why not use technology for all these things? Tip number six, start from where others finished. It's easy to fall in the trap of doing things from scratch. With the internet, you have access to mind-boggling resources at a very low cost. I know that you are considering them to be very expensive, but if you divide them by the number of days, by the number of projects that you would use them, you would realize that the cost is too low. The point is that people are considering the cost they give on, on the outset, on the outset of the transaction. So if a website is asking you for 10,000 bucks for a course or for a premium pack or for a service, you're like 10,000 rupees is so expensive. But the output that you're getting from that 10,000 rupees investment is going to stick with you for two years. So instead of considering it to be a 10,000 rupees thing, you take 10,000 bucks or whatever your amount is and you divide it by 600 or whatever 365 into two is, maybe like 700 or so. When you do that, you'll realize it's around 14 to 15 bucks. So it's actually not a very expensive investment. Immensely valuable courses are available at good prices. There are life-changing books available as audiobooks. And it's all super, super easy to access. You can do all of this, but before jumping to it, you have to do a realistic calculation as to which would cost you more. Is it paying for the service or spending your own energy, time and thoughts? And you have to be really, really particular about this. Last tip, tip number seven, start looking for ways to learn complementary skills. 
in every field there are some complementary skills that have a really high return on investment these can flip the tipping point really fast and get you to the market and impress people for example if you're a film director if you're a student of film director then you should definitely learn good editing otherwise no matter how good you are at the camera you will always be dependent on a good editor to put your final videos on- online to get attention if you're into sales then you need to learn pronunciation nuances fashion and softwares like notion canva encoda to quickly send proposals and close more deals because no matter what field you're in you have to understand how to leverage technology and mix technology with your personal human being skills if you're into user experience design you have to understand how visual design works how prototyping works because the audience the client the consumer will not go into the details of what you are doing they will look at things from their face value so you have to invest into things that have face value if you're into marketing learn photoshop and figma or after effects so that you can recreate your visions without being stuck at just ideas did you get my point there's always a bunch of complementary skills that help you put your ideas onto the market and without these skills it's very difficult to impress people and share your vision and it's not their fault it's just that they can't see the vision in your head and you don't have the bandwidth to take them through every single thought or idea that sparks in your mind because you get limited time when you're pitching someone something so let's quickly go through the seven tips one more time and we'll end this episode right here tip number 1 do not shy from asking for more tip number 2 invest in gifting before you seek advice tip number 3 calculate transactions in terms of time and energy tip number 4 be good at two to three things and outsource everything else tip number 5 before asking do your research tip number 6 start from where others finished and last tip tip number 7 start looking for ways to learn complementary skills as i always say none of these tips are necessities they're like fertilizers they help you accelerate growth but they're not everything if you like this episode do share your review on instagram and tag me on @anshmehra.png i'll come back again next week with another new episode till then this was anshmehra and you were listening to episode 22 season 2 of take it easy